Another episode of Guessing from the Stands. It's your boy Earl 91. Your boy Jeff in the building. It's your boy Big Mike in this thing. Michael Parsons, let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Dominican Dun Dada Christian Me Hand Thank you, little kid. Yeah, man. This you got one we more week, Christian. Guest. I got one more week, yeah. I bet. One more yeah. week. So you got one punishment. More week, <laughs> <laughs> this week we have a special <laughs> guest. Uh, Jeff, appreciate you uh, bringing this brother on. Um, shoot, man, go ahead and introduce your guest to us, brother. Yes, sir. We got an up and coming, you know, agent, man, you know, making all the, the Haitians and all the black people proud, man, getting into the industry, man. Um, Higgins success, man, straight out of Florida, too, man. Higgins, we're we, we happy to have you, man. Hey, appreciate you guys for having me on today, man. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. sir. South Florida, boy, y'all know what the vibes. You already <laughs> yes, sir. You already know. Uh, Higgins, man, tell us a little bit about yourself, man, where you got started, where, uh, where your interest in, in uh, being an agent came in. Like, what's, what's, uh, what's your origins? Yeah, run yeah. us with the background, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, well, obviously, you know, like Jeff said, man, I'm Haitian. Um, pretty much, I was born in Haiti, and we moved over, um, came down to South Florida and lived in Bell Glade. So I'm, I'm from the muck. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Went to school down in the muck, played football at Glade Central for a couple of years. And then um, once I graduated high school, I was able to win a state championship my sophomore year. Had some pretty good years. I didn't get the scholarship that I wanted to play ball, so I decided I'm going to just go to school, man. And I ended up at the University of Florida on academic full ride. So, you know, I'm like enjoying college life and being a student. Appreciate it, man. You know, so I'm, you know, just being a student, enjoying everything. And, you know, I got a call from some big homies that's from Bell Glade that played for the Gators. And they ran the idea by me to um, try out and be a walk-on. So, you know, I pretty much, I was like, eh, hesitant at first. And I was like, well, I ain't got nothing to do. So I decided to walk home my sophomore year with Coach Meyer. And then um, my first year, that was his last year. You know, so he left and went. Um, Ohio State or whatnot, but played for the Gators a couple years as a walk-on linebacker and, you know, did my bachelor's degree in sports management, you know, so pretty much you're trying to figure out, you know, what you want to do with life and what you want to do with your degree, and I always had a love for sports, you know, I always had a love for business and wanting to own my own business and things like that, and honestly, being an agent pretty much just, you know, the best of both worlds right there with sports and business, so, 
I decided to do the sports management program and stayed there and got my master's as well. So after my master's, I did my um, my certification exam with the NFLPA, got certified that summer, and it's been like five years now. So five years in the agent business, um, had guys go in the top 100 in the draft, had guys go undrafted, end up making, you know, signing a contract from a rookie tryout standpoint. Um, currently co-rapper player that's been the back-to-back Super Bowls with KC. So just been up and down, man. But overall, you know, it's been a good ride. Hey, man, before we get into anything else, man, let's get our brother a round of applause, man. Thanks, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Break on um, stereotypes, man. Let them know yeah. success comes in just more, more than one, more forms than just one, man. You ain't necessarily got to be the football player, the basketball player, the track star to be successful, man. More props to you, brother. Appreciate yeah. it. So yes, niggas, I don't want to make this too sir. much of a uh, of a um, autobiography, but I just have a couple of questions, just to you know, to interest the listeners. Right. Um, right. Take take me back to to Belgrade a little bit. I mean, you so where we know the talent that comes out the mud, Palm Beach in general. We know the talent that comes out the mud, man. It's 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 insane. You know, um, you know, you got some some muck bowls really rivaling a lot of uh, bowl games in, in NCAA. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like oh, like the, sure. the muck bowls get serious. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Just take me back a little bit. Like, what what kind of kept that fuel in your fire going to want to be around, uh, or take us back, I should say, to be around? I mean, you're seeing everything um, going on around you. You stuck it out and really made the best business. And most importantly, you kept your mind sharp and your body safe in the process. You know what I'm saying? So just right. speak to us a little bit about that, of just what drove you to want to still be of the business, but not in the business. Right. Well, I mean, you know, just growing up in Bedway, obviously, you know, it's tough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Looking at a low-income area, you know what I'm saying? Like, we were raised in public housing. You know, I'm raised in the projects. You know what I mean? Single mom household. Um, me, my older brother, younger brother. It's like four of us at the time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Standing in the two-bedroom house in the projects. So it was nothing, you know what I mean? So it was rough. You know, you name it, we're on it. You know what I mean? We're on food stamps. We're on Medicaid. We're on on all of those things. And I think for me, man, it was always just find a way out, you know, make sure, you know, just trying to help the fam at the end of the day. So whatever it was, being in the classroom, you know, I had to separate myself from other kids, you know, and some of them were my friends, some of them were my teammates. But when we're in school, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to make the honor room. I'm trying to make, you know, all A's or right. I'm trying whatever it may be. So I was probably the only football player that was in National Honor Society, man. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, man. At the end of the day, hey, I, you know, I, you I, had to, I had to get that. Because for me, you know, I didn't know what it was going to lead to. You know, if it's a D1 scholarship or D2. So I had to make sure what I can control. And that's my grades. You know what I'm saying? That, that's my test scores. I don't need a recruiter to tell me, oh, you know, you're not 6'2", you're not 6'3". You know what I'm saying? So I made sure the things that I could control, I controlled them, and I did the best I could. But, you know, just being around it, and obviously, you know, it's a lot of sports. You know, it's all sports out there in Belgrade. So just playing football as, um, as young as a freshman, you know, being around guys like Deontay Thompson and Travis Benjamin and Damian Berry, seeing all these guys, you know, day in and day out basically carry themselves as if they were already at the college level. You know what I'm saying? So I think for me, being a young guy around them pretty much kept me motivated 
you know, as far as the right. football field is concerned, because they were all business, man. You go to a practice, guys are not just playing around and having fun. And now nah, everybody's sharp. Even when you're on the sideline, you got to pay attention. Because, you know, these boys, you know, they're getting offers. They're not about to let a young guy ruin it for them. You know what I'm saying? So I think right. for me, man, that, that pretty much kept me in the same way when I got to Florida as a walk-on. You know, I'm in the locker room with my brother, John Bostick. You know, I played against John at Palm Beach Central growing up. We same class, you know, right. Jelani Jenkins, all of these guys. And, you know, just you carry yourself like that, regardless if you're going to play one down or if you're going to never even step on the field. You got to prepare like it, you know what I mean? So I think for me, that was the biggest thing, you know, just learning the preparation and just being a student of the game, regardless if you think you're going to play or not. Mm-hmm. Nah. I agree. And I mean, it's funny. I was watching um, uh, The Rock had a show, has a show on now. And, you know, you know, it talks about obviously his endeavors right. um, from his life perspective and the fact that he didn't get the playing time he wanted to, but he didn't stop right. his dreams. Right. And I mean, I see brothers that are relatable like yourself. It didn't stop either. And that, that's that's definitely commendable. Um, you know, we have a brother on on here, uh, Mike, who's one of our co-hosts as well, who's from the same area. He's from Indian Town. Mike, um, okay. you know, was it... Um, Anything just uh, that you could speak on to just as far as getting into the sports business, being surrounded by all that talent in the area? Yeah, man, like you said, bro, um, I'm from Indian Town, but like Hagan said, bro, just growing up in those um, poverty-stricken areas, bro, where it's, it's, it's either eat or get eaten, you know what I'm saying? And Section 8 is prominent in our area. Uh, Medicaid is prominent in our area. So it's like, you'll be different. So it has to be different. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm familiar with Bell Glade. It's right around the corner, literally. Yeah, for sure. Um, Indian time. <laughs> he got right yeah. around the curve, man. Right, exactly. You feel me? We, we Lake Okeechobee boys, pretty much. <laughs> but no, bro, like, the grind is just so different, bro. And just Bell Glade itself is a powerhouse. Um, when you look at the history of, the amount of players that just come from the area, bro. And you feel me? Everybody struggles the same. Ain't nobody out there got a got a got a silver spoon. Ain't nobody out there got a a a, a, a good hand dealt. You feel me? So you, got, you literally got to get it out the mud. And that's ironic because <laughs> it's called the muck. And you got to get it out the mud. But no, nah, that's that's really that's really what it is, bro. Um, coming from Indian Town. Same thing, man. Ain't no exposure down there, especially Indian Town. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got no exposure. We ain't got nobody backing us um, as far as athletics go. Uh, we ain't got nobody really pushing us as far as academic goes. So a lot of people fall fall victim to, you know what I'm saying, everyday, I hate to say it like this, but it's everyday, everyday things, bro, whether it's drugs or gangs or whatever it may be, man. So you got to keep your head straight and continue to grind, bro. Um, but it's, it's so talent rich down there. And like he said, man, if you, you go out there to play around, bro, you're going to get smacked over. You're going to get, you already, you already got, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the odds are against you. So if you out there BSing around, bro, you going to get left right on the sideline. That's all. But that's about it though, man. It's, 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 it's rough, but that, that mentality that you carry with yourself, every, those obstacles that you face growing up, you apply those to everyday life, man, and just look for a better way to 
You know what I'm saying? Try to make try to make today better than yesterday. Try to make tomorrow better than today. And just with those obstacles that you right. faced with growing up, bro, you just apply those to everyday life and, and continue grinding. Uh, definitely, for sure. definitely. Um, powerful things you said, Mike. And I just wanted to touch on it and highlight something uh, Higgins said earlier, just for our young listeners who who's playing high school or collegiate sport. Just something that really stuck with me that he said, which I actually live by myself, that control the controllables. There's a lot of things in life that you're not gonna gonna be able to 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 predict. A lot of things God's gonna throw your way that you can't you can't plan. Only thing you can do is control what's in front of you, which is your grades, not getting into trouble, not uh, uh, surrounding yourself with with uh, those friends that may have fun, but that type of fun is gonna put you in, in behind bars. So, just you know, you have a goal. You know, success is a goal. It might come in a different way. Uh, like for Higgins, he thought it was football, but he ended up being an agent. You never know how your success is going to come, but you know you want success. So uh, getting good grades and not just settling for uh, C's and D's and say, hey, hey, I'm a five-star athlete. I'm going to make it regardless. And knowing, hey, I got to be smart regardless. I got to read this contract. I got to make sure this agent don't screw me. I got to make sure everything is 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 right. So I can't just rely on on this on my fiscal gifts. I got to be smart and sharp up top too. So just for the young listeners, that's a very powerful thing that you gotta you gotta maintain. Just focusing and eliminating all the factors that's gonna lower your risk of success. Facts. And to add to facts, that, Jeff. Facts, no matter to, how. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Richard. Not to add to that, Jeff. Um, one thing my pops actually taught me also, which also I want the the young listeners to to listen out there. That I still deal with as well is uh, adding to Jeff is uh, control the controllables. Don't get frustrated if something's not your way because you can't control it. You know, I, I know us as human beings, sometimes we want things in our control in the sense of we want to be able to handle things and fix them. But sometimes they're just out of our hands that we can't do it. And, you know, don't get don't get discouraged. Don't get, you know, veered off just because a slight change in your and your trajectory, you know, kind of pushes you away, skews you away. You know, just take that adversity to the chin and just face it, you know? Nah. Yeah. Facts, sure. facts. And my, and my last point, man, just no matter how talented you are, there's somebody who's not as talented, but working 10 times harder than you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Big facts. Talent, talent don't never, talent's not necessarily going to get you. Talent may get you there, but once you're there, what you going to do? Because... Talent can only get you so far. You know what I'm saying? It's all about that mental. Right. It's about your preparation. And like I said, just grind it out, man. Grind it out. Work hard. Yeah. Facts, so, facts. So Higgins, how was the last uh how was the last of course uh we'll talk about the last week. How's the last, let's just say, uh what are we in? March? How no, have the last or oh, we're in May, sorry. Um, how have the last 18 months been for you since this whole COVID thing has started, especially dealing with athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, being a player representative, obviously, you know, we just look at the timeline. It seems like right after you only deal with football, correct? Right. Deal with right. Any okay. So it seems like right after the Super Bowl, we were blessed enough to get NBA All-Star Weekend. Two weeks later, the world shut down. Right. And the world shut down about a month and a half before last draft. So just take me in the mindset of where, where you have been active um, and where you've been affected from a COVID standpoint um, going forward as a player representative. Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, last year, definitely things were were tough. You know, like you said, pretty much mid-March, 
uh, we get the call. Everything's pretty much shutting down. Um, I think from at the time I had three guys um, training for their pro days. Um, and I think one, one of the guys were in Colorado, was in Colorado training. I had a couple guys here um, in the South Florida area training. And once, you know, things started shutting down and I think the first NFL team pulled their scouts off the road, you know, now I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I mean, I got to get my guys home. You know what I mean? At the, at the end of the day, you know, their safety come first. So I got my guy, uh, my, I had a running back at the time training in Colorado. You know, I, hey, man, you got to get home. You know, so I look up flights, put them on the next flight back home. You know, other guys that were here locally in Florida, uh, facilities started shutting down. So they were just able to go back home and pretty much just finish working out on their own. And honestly, I mean, you know, obviously everybody felt that that didn't get drafted. You know, COVID was a major part of that. And, I, you know, you truly, I believe that, you know, at the end of the day, you need those pro days, you know what I mean? So we, I know we big on film, 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 but there's a reason why the combine is held annually. You know what I mean? There's a reason why these pro days are held. You know, it's, the, that evaluation process is not just 100% film, you know? So those, those guys were unable to have their pro days and, you know, it cost them an opportunity at the league. You know, so, you know, pretty much they went undrafted, you know, and then you got the whole virtual offseason thing. So, you know, cats that are not on a team or are not vets, that's a disadvantage. You know, you don't get an opportunity to get in front of these coaches and do your thing, you right. know. So at the end of the day. What you know, does a virtual offseason um, partake of? What what was that? Because we heard virtual right. workouts. What does that exactly right. mean on well, Skype I mean, like the, us? Like what are they – what did that mean exactly? Right. So, I mean, the NFL, obviously, the offseason is broken into stages. So that first right. stage, you know what I'm saying, like right before the draft when normally um, you get those OTAs, you know, they're not mandatory, but guys normally go in, you know, especially if you're talking about young quarterbacks, receivers trying to get rhythm, trying to build, um, you know, their connection. Um, so that was taken away. All right. So now things are just, you know, Skype meetings with their coaches, going over things, Um you know, installs or whatever, just looking at film and things like that. So for a young guy, you know, he don't really have nothing to say, you know what I mean, at the end of the day. Um, so that happened. And then obviously, you know, phase two, um, right after the draft or whatnot, you know, with rookie mini camps and things like that, you know, so you don't have that either. You know what I mean? So right. now, you know, you're only hoping for a call or, you know, if you got a contract as an undrafted free agent, stage three, which is training camp, which is what we know as training camp, you know, starting in July or June when it, July report time. You know what I'm saying? So basically those guys didn't have those opportunities and then no preseason. And that's big. You know, so and going into this year, man, you know, I I recruited I recruited two players um, this past draft class here. 2021 you know unfortunately i didn't sign um either one of those guys but at some point during that recruitment process you know it kind of i don't want to say i was kind of wishing that or hoping they don't sign with me but i was like if it don't happen i'm more okay because of right. you know how things were shaping up you know it's like damn this year gonna look like last year with the virtual things and the nflpa you know telling players not to go to otas and to hold out unless it's mandatory. These owners, you know what I'm saying, they're not going to want preseason things. So I'm like, damn, I don't think I really want a player. 
So I just so this draft class, man, I didn't have any players in the draft. Um, and it was basically a quiet season for me, you know, just looking forward to 2022 and putting together my list of guys that I'm going to go out there in the next year or so. Right. No, and that's commendable. I mean, for you to even pull your brakes on certain players just because you know what the process is going to be. Right. right? And, yeah, because, I mean, at, at the end of the day, man, there's only so much we could do as agents, you know, and there's only, only so right. much they could do as players. You know what I mean? At, right. Especially if you're talking about a guy like myself, independent agent, you know, I'm going after the guys that's normally on the back end of the draft. So those fifth, sixth, seventh round guys, you know, that right. that's where I make my money. You know, and but at the same I, time, I look at it like y'all would be, do, be doing a lot of the work because right. these big agencies, I would imagine, it, it's it's you know, it sells itself. Um, oh, right, right. You sure. all having to do the real, real work for sure. You know, I think that that leaves a great impression on agents. Like, no, this guy fought for me. Right. You know? I mean, for sure. I, I, you know, like you know, the guys, the players that understand, they the players that that knows. It's like game recognized game. You know what I'm saying? Like same thing right. within the agent industry. You know, there's over 800 agents. We know who the real agents are. I mean, we ain't got to exactly. worry about ESPN and, you know, the media and who their favorites are. Within right. the agent community, we know who really busts their ass and who just, okay. you know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like, it's you command those that do and then let the media play whoever they want to play their Cinderella stories and all that. You kind of like, oh, yeah, man. we know. Yeah, for sure. That's what's up. I never knew that that kind of environment surrounded even being an agent, right? But I guess you, when you're talking about player represent, representation, it ain't but what, it's 1,100 guys in the NFL actually? Right, right about 1,400 guys. 1,400. So, I mean, you'll be lucky to get one, and you have agencies that have multitudes and then big conglomerates, stuff like that. No, that's a doggy dog world. So, you got to be just yeah. as competitive to speak sure. to your athletic background in, in the agent game, right? So, for it's, sure. It, it don't stop. The grind don't stop. No, nah, and it, it never stops, bro. I mean, even when you sign a player, man, there's somebody out there that's watching and, you know, like, oh, shit, so-and-so signed with Higgins' success. Who the hell is Higgins' success? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? And they going to come, you know what I mean? They coming. Right. They they either they coming themselves or they sending somebody, you know what I mean? So exactly. you, you got to exactly. definitely keep you on your toes. And just at the end of the day, man, if you do right by your client, you know, I ain't going to say it 10 times out of 10 because there are some clients out there that's doing their agents dirty even if they do right by them. That's just the way it go. But nine right. times out of 10, you do right by a guy, man, he going he gonna to stay solid. Now, um, just being being an agent, are there any lines that are kind of blurred between relationships of players you may have played against in college, players you may know just growing up in the area because South Florida breeds so much talent for the NFL? There has to be some kind of camaraderie you know, you're one elbow away from the next person that knows this person. So is there anything that kind of holds you back or has kind of boosted you up in your career so far? Uh, well, I mean, honestly, like when I first became an agent, bro, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to sign every guy that come out the muck. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's just me. Like, I, <laughs> of course, that's, of that's course. Career, right? So, right. you know, young agent, I'm fresh out of college. I'm 25. I'm like, yeah, I can relate. Like, I'm from the crib. Like, and I'm right now, I think I'm 0 for 5. You know what I'm saying? And so at, at the end of the day, you know, that's the one thing I realized, like, no matter how close you think you are, no matter, you know, how well you think you know a guy or nothing like that, it's still a business. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's still going to be maybe 10, 20 agents recruiting that same player. And, and quite honestly, man, I tell all the guys, you know, that I recruited, hey, man, go through the process. You know what I'm saying? I got a younger brother right now playing college ball at Alabama A&M. You know, he's a sophomore, right, so, so hopefully, you know, when he's ready to come out, 
I'm gonna tell him the same thing. Go through the process. Now I already know what he's gonna say. Now, bit bro, I'm rocking with you, but <laughs> you <laughs> right, right, saying? right. Of course. But you know, I think for me, man, just um, you know, knowing a lot of guys, and I never really use my friendship or anything like that to try to get me a boost or whatnot. I'm like, man, I'm gonna let my work speak for itself. You know, so I got a lot of homies in the league. You know, like I said, I played at the University of Florida. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, damn near 20, 30 guys who I played with at Florida made it to the league. You know, I'm, I'm from Belgrade. You know, I played in high school team with guys, four or five guys that made it to the league. You know, so at the end of the day, just let your work ethic speak for itself and, you know, whatever's meant to be is going to be. For sure. Well, let's talk a little yeah. bit, um, unless uh, my co-hosts have anything uh, that they want to add on, by all means. Definitely transition us where y'all want to go. Uh, I got a question for you, Higgins. Uh, since you've been out, you know, since you graduated college and out of Belgrade, how do you see the talent in the high school level now as it compared to back when you were in high school? Um, in Belgrade in general, or like high school that, athletics. Well, high high school athletics in, in Belgrade, because for me, for instance, right, I played high school baseball. So right. around my around my year, around like 2011, 2012, which is I graduated, high school was kind of big. I mean, baseball was kind of big around gotcha. like Palm Beach County and there was a lot of big names that were going gotcha, to either gotcha. college or they're going to they got drafted right. and then uh, as I got as I've gotten sorry to cut you off as I've gotten older I haven't seen as much noise around the area per se got you so, got you yeah uh, how's, how's the football scene out there what do you what do you see I mean honestly man as far as athletics and Belgrade or you know the muck in general you know and that that's just my personal opinion mm-hmm. I feel like you know, we're not really getting the most out of the kids as we should, you know, and a lot of that is not even necessarily blame to blame a person, you know, like there, there's a lot more distractions out there now. I mean, I know I'm, I'm also a middle school teacher, man. So in a 50 minute class period, you know, there are some kids I have to tell them, put their phones away 10 times in 50 minutes, you know, the, 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 Two or three minutes you spend trying to get on social media or whatnot, you done missed the whole lesson. You done missed, you know, step one of this math problem. So now I got to go back and reteach it to you. And I think for for football and athletics, it's the same way, man. These guys, there's so many distractions, whether it's, you know, you know, drugs or whether it's girls, whether it's social media, whatever it may be. I think they're not really capitalized on the the talent. You know what I'm saying? They're not really... You know, there's no real accountability. I think is really what's mm-hmm. the problem. You know, it's kind of like everybody want to be baby. You know, the moment you hold a guy accountable, he gonna transfer schools. The moment you know you you discipline him, he's gonna want to leave and go transfer somewhere. And mommy and daddy gonna be right along with them. You know, back in the day, you know, you tell your mom, I got a problem with this coach. She gonna go see what's up. Like, let me go talk to the coach. You coming with me? We both gonna go talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Now, kid, go home. Oh, yeah, I don't like coach, mom. Okay, what school you want to go to? Dad, what school you want to go to? Like, come on, man. Like, when he go to college, he ain't going to like all his coaches. I promise you that. He ain't going to like the GAs. He ain't going to like everybody in the building. He ain't going to like the equipment guy. 100%. <laughs> I agree. You're not lying. Um, we go through that now with um, with AAU and, and the kids now. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the generation, that's how they are. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. We had some kids leave um last year because of that. Like I mean, just look at the tra- look at the transfer portal, bro, in college college yeah. athletics, man. Yeah. Like look at the yeah. transfer portal yeah. and how they have changed the game, mm-hmm. how they have changed college athletics in general. I mean, right now, you know, you got two thousand guys in the portal for football. 70, 80% of them don't even have a new team, man. They just sitting in the portal. Like, bro, you was on a team and you about to leave just for nothing. You ain't even got nothing guaranteed on the other side. Mm-hmm. Now you just chilling in the portal. Um, let me ask you a question. Speaking of the youth, how do you feel um just this focus on um on on highlights and social media and so much of that? How where do you do you see any change in the hunger of these kids, um, or, or even their their approach to the game? Because I mean, you take a guy like yourself. I'm not saying that there's no kids out here that have the mindset that you would, but a lot of guys are not going to take the the road uh, more traveled and try and get the road less traveled. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. they're focused on being on ballers' life and 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 uh, the other, these other numerous ones and making right. fillet and all Flashy. the other kind of stuff like. Yeah, like, where, where, what do you say to that as far as the athlete, even coming out of college, wanting to go to the league, right? It doesn't necessarily just have to be the youth, but um, I like that you have that duality of also being a middle school teacher. So just right. what do you see just in general of um, amateur sports? Right. I mean, I mean, like I said, like you said, man, you, you see it all the time. And I know for me, high school to college, one of the things that kind of, like, <laughs> irks me every year, man, you know, kid come out and, oh, I, I got a top 20 of football mm-hmm. choices. Oh, I just picked up my 30th mm-hmm. offer or mm-hmm. and they want to they want to tag everybody about their 30th offer and things like that. Like, bro, like you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to do all that. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, I understand with social media and their kids and you know, they think followers mean dollars, but it really don't at that point. I mean, if you LeBron James, then followers mean dollars cuz he getting paid per tweet Per Instagram picture, you know, there's an X amount of dollars on that profile for LeBron, you know. So I think they see guys like that and they think, you know, yeah, if LeBron made 10 posts, I need to post 10 times. LeBron getting right. paid off them, man, them dollar values, you know what I'm saying? So for you, you need to be working, you know. And I, like I said, I got a younger brother, so a lot of things, you know, I get him, I get on him about. And, you know, we go back and forth. I respect his mind, you know what I'm saying, as a young dude. You know, like guys making highlight film, highlight video, and there's a bunch of rap music and cussing and things like that. Man, don't nobody want to listen to that, man. I yeah. can't even retweet your video because I got a bunch of cursing and shooting and whoop de whoop whatever. Yep. So, you know, even if it's nice, I'm distracted by the gunshots in the background, man. Like That's real talk. Like, you know what I mean? So... You know what I mean? Like, you got to clean it up, man. Like, you sending these things out to people, man. And a lot of time they don't know you. So that's their first impression. You know what I'm saying? So I I think a lot of those guys, you know, and it needs to start earlier, you know, as far as educating them on social media, you know, because it's going to jam you up, man. Every year the draft come up, it's going to be five or six guys who have some kind of social media picture they posted 10 years ago or three years Mm -hmm. ago. They they said the wrong thing. You know, you see it every year. And you don't know. It's so funny. You say Facts. that, like, because that was going to be my next question is how yeah. big do you think, how early should somebody focus on branding in today's world? Like, in, in today's world, I mean, in today's world, honestly, bro, he just playing AU and they playing 707, traveling out of state, California, Vegas, 
the moment you enter the ninth grade, you a brand, man. Like in today's that's, world, that's real honestly, talk. The that's the moment the first day of ninth actually, grade, you get your schedule in ninth grade, that's your brand right there. Because you going to these summer camps as a ninth grader, you going to these AU tournaments as a ninth grader, people start paying attention. You know what I'm saying? And you know, middle school people gonna expect you to be immature and do some crazy stuff. That's just what goes with middle school. But when you enter ninth grade, you can't say, "Oh yeah, I only tweeted that because I ain't know no better." <laughs> like, no, yeah, that's bro. interesting. How early it is. No, yeah, that's that's somebody that's, can't that's, even drive. That's a major fact. Another thing, another thing though, yeah. man, we crowning these kids too early, bro. Because oh, you are sure. a, a top three hundred athlete, you you haven't made it nowhere. You feel me? Yeah. So the, sure. a lot of these mm-hmm. kids letting these rankings and these these mm-hmm. these numbers of stars next to their name get to their head, and they feel like they ain't gotta grind as hard as they did the first three years of their high school career. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, and all honesty, bro, like, you know, I've played with a lot of guys, man, and one guy that I could say, man, he came in with all the hype and the stars, and you would think dude is just like a one-star guy by his work ethic, Matt Elam, Mm -hmm. right? So, Mm -hmm. I'm at Florida, Mm -hmm. Matt come in 2010, so Matt, Jacoby Brissett, Robert Clark. All those guys come out of Dwyer, 2010. Mm-hmm. Out of Dwyer, yeah, remember that? Dude Gerald come Christian. in. I mean, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was Mr. Florida, U.S. Yeah. Army yeah. All-American, five-star player, everything. But mm-hmm. yep. he never, never act like it. Like, you <clears> know <throat> what I'm saying? Like He never made you feel like you were smaller than him and he was the, you know, big world. You know, and the same thing, like I said, with John Bostic, you know, similar type situation. Army All-American type guy. Going to Florida, you know, me and Bob, we became close friends, man, because of that. You know, because right. it's real easy for guys to let that stuff get to their heads, man. So when you see guys that don't allow that to happen, you know, you know, those solid guys. Matt yeah. and Bostic, like two solid guys. Yeah. No, that's real. Yeah. Right. Hey, I think that's that's John. that's that's yeah. a big issue. Like a lot of the youth then they focus on the finished pro- product and not the progress. That it oh, took uh, these mm-hmm. these big time people to uh, to to get there, like Braun had to grind, Curry had to grind, people like even Beyonce who who gets paid per post. All these people had to grind and put in the work, and now they get to reap the benefits of. I say anything and I get paid for it, right. and now right. they they want to already create this brand now, and they gotta realize when you put in the work, like you said, the brand will create itself. Like you don't, you could just step into a gym with these AAU tournaments. There's someone recording everywhere. You don't know where it's going. If you just come out, you put in the work off season, and you come out and be a star. Your exposure, it's it will happen regardless. You don't have to do nothing because social media is such a big thing, and, and everybody's recording, everybody's reposting. Da da da. Zion, <laughs> Zion was never a big social media guy. He never. just grinded and worked, and I guess I guess how he blew. Just balling. He never had to do anything. He just started balling, and then his videos were all over the web. When you right. grind, when you put in that work, you don't have to do nothing. Your brand will literally create itself just because of the hard work you're you're putting in. Right, for sure. So, uh, yeah, we're about at the half hour mark now. So let's uh, transition um, to to the, what happened in the last week with the NFL draft. Um, yeah, man, what a draft. Before we get there, um, just a quick, quick little um, um, question I have for you. What do you feel about? I don't know if you saw Deion Sanders' post within the last day um, about 
Um, yeah. I know you mentioned your brother goes to Alabama State. Right. Zero um, guys drafted. In correct. Alabama. Out of the HBCUs. Um, now, I know that the SWAC and um, what other conference played this season? Was it just the SWAC? Yeah, uh, I believe NIAC played. No, NIAC can't play at all? No, I don't think so, no. Nah. I know oh, my little I, brother, them, I think they played South Carolina State their first game, but that was because of a makeup game. They just kind of right. played each other or whatnot. Um, but how do you feel about that? And uh, just, just as, a, as a player representative, what do you feel about um, HBCU participants um, in the NFL draft process or signing process or what may have you? Because, you know, I, I, I feel like we don't get those, those right. opportunities. Like, you have guys like a uh, bro from the Colts, but. Right. Overall, man. Right, talent, right. Yeah, Darius Leonard, but the talent is there. So what, just as, as a player representative, what do you feel about that statement? Um, yeah. and just and I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I saw I saw Dion's statement, and honestly, I mean, uh, <laughs> it might surprise you, man, because there's a couple things that I, I feel differently about than most people, you know, that, that are probably from my background. Um, one of them being, you know, college players, college athletes being paid. You know, my opinion on that. You know, I don't think that I don't necessarily think that's the best thing for college athletics. And again, okay. I, I have a lot of friends. We go back and forth, maybe three, four hour conversations about it, you know, because they right. don't believe like, bro, you but we won't hold projects. you that long. But like, you, you know, what I mean? it's like you from the project, <laughs> you, you know, how can you, you say you don't think they should get paid? But my standpoint and my opinion of that, because I've been in those locker rooms so and I've mm-hmm. seen how the smallest thing divide the locker room. So my thing okay. is now. You give one cat 10 bands because he scored a touchdown. The cat blocking for him, he's still eating Raymond noodles tonight. That ain't going to okay. be a good relationship. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you talk about 17-year-old egos, 18-year-old egos, a lot of jealousy going on already. And a whole lot of maturity. Without the money. So now you add money to it, it's going to be a bigger problem. You know, so that's that. And as far as the HBCU guys and the lack of draft guys, I mean, obviously, I think this year you you expected to not see a guy drafted. I think, honestly, the the one cat that I thought had the best chance was the cornerback out of North Carolina Central. Um, I think he he went to the Senior Bowl. I can't remember right. his name right now, but big kids like six three, um, cornerback right. out of Central. He went to the senior bowl. So I was, I think I was shocked to see that he didn't get drafted. I think it's Brian Mills or something like that. His name is. Um, but you expected that. I mean, with a lack of season, um, you know, a lot of these scouts this year, more than any other year, they were gonna depend on the schools that they see the most, you know, because they weren't able to hit the road. So scouts weren't able to go out and, you know, see guys in person and things like that. So they're gonna go off film. You know, they're going to watch the teams that most of us watch. They're going to watch your Alabamas. They're going to watch your Floridas. They're going to watch your, you know, Florida State, Ohio State, Clemson. So a, a guy that's playing in the MEAC or the SWAT who probably wasn't on television at all, you know, those opportunities are rare. I, I do think, you know, eventually you'll start to get more guys, um, you know, going from the SWAC or from the MEAC because I think they'll they'll start getting the opportunities to play in front of bigger crowds or, you know, play on national TV, whether it's ESPN3 or ESPNU, whatever it may be. So I, I do expect to see the numbers grow and also the success of the guys that are currently there. I mean, you look at a guy, like you said, Darius Leonard, uh, a couple of years ago, Tariq Cohen came out of, what, I think, North Carolina A&T, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 
Right. So, you know, yeah. as guys go and they have success and they do their things, then, you know, it's going to open doors for other guys. I'm like, okay, well, maybe there are some ballers down there. You know, I mean, that just, that's how it goes. And I understand where Dion coming from, man. You know, you know, Dion, Dion, you know, he's a he's a media guy. You know, he knows what the buttons to push and things like that. And he's gonna right. get reaction. And you know, he he's sending the message to the NFL. You know, honestly, that's who that's who the message intended for. He's sending right. that message to those front office guys in the NFL, like, yo, like, you know, come see about us down here. Yeah, yeah, and I think even what right. he said about uh, yeah, even what he said about the uh, HBCU um, combine, right? And they so, had that this year. They they had one, and I think about two weeks ago down south, down in Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Was it uh, was it com- a combine or pro? Yeah, day? it was a HBCU like a HBCU pro day combine, but I think only like thirty guys were invited, something like that. Okay, um, okay. they had some like that uh, for sure this year. It happened maybe about two weeks ago. Yeah, I want to say. It was it was April 9th and tenth at University of Alabama in Birmingham. Okay, yeah. So they they had some similar. That's something that that's probably gonna grow. You know, I mean, that's something that just a start. And you know, I think like I say, maybe thirty guys were invited this year. Maybe next year it goes to fifty. Yep. Things like that, man. I think for for us. You know, as black agents or black guys, we just we think it's supposed to happen tomorrow. Like these HBCUs are supposed to go from no players to drafted all of a sudden they got half the first round. It don't go that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really yeah. don't. Like yeah. you have to work. Like I tell people, I don't expect five stars to go to HBCUs. I don't care who the coach is. Cause if I got a five star son, he ain't going to no HBCU. Not today. Not yeah. today. That's interesting. Exactly. You know, well, maybe exactly five years from now, the facilities are better. The training is better. The the meals oh, are yeah, better. The dorms are better. Maybe. But as far as today, at the end of the day, you know, you want that kid to have the best opportunity to do what he want to do, which is the next level. And, and I mean, any kid five-star right now who's entertaining HBCU is just blowing smoke in your opinion. What you think? Oh yeah, I think so, man. I mean, you know, like I said, it goes back to what we talked about, social media. You know what I'm saying? You come out right now and you commit to HBCU, you're gonna get all the love on social media. And obviously the buzz on that is Mikey Williams last year talking about that he was gonna go. I think that's the son just committed to uh, one of the HBCUs for basketball. He committed to Tennessee State and then uh, uh, which O'Neal is it? Um, I don't want to get his name wrong. One of Shaquille O'Neal's. The, the older one, the older one at LSU, the, the younger one. Oh, the younger one. Was it Houston? I think that's his His name's Shakir. 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 Shakir O'Neal is going to um is gonna head to uh Tennessee State. But you know, and Texas 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 not not to make this any longer, but like I said, I have a lot of conversation with close friends of mine about stuff like this. A lot of you know, we don't go on social media because there's some weirdos on there, but <laughs> right. uh, one of the things you got to look at who these kids are that's making these decisions you know what I'm saying at the end of the day if Master P's son don't make it to the NBA he good for life if Deion Sanders yeah. who's joining him at Jackson State if they never play in the NFL they're good for life you know what I'm saying yeah. like if if you know even the kid Bo, Bo them nephew or whatever I mean you got two big cousins in the uh, NBA uh, uh, make Maker, maker. Like, yeah, maker. Yeah, maker, maker. So he got big brothers, big cousins in the NBA. So chances are he good. 
But yes. when you the person yeah. that has to support and provide for your family, that's a whole different ball game. You know what I'm saying? Dion boys straight, man. If they if they go to Jackson State right now and, and they never play in the NFL, they good. They daddy got them. Right. And it's so funny we said that, right? from my crib ain't got that. If Master Peace son go to that school right now and he right. never make it to the NBA, he good. Yeah, so that's peace son at the end of the day. You feel me? So it's a yeah. different, it's a different pressure. It's a different them boys ain't got no pressure, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know that's why we said all. it was gonna be about a 10 to 15 year thing. We said it was gonna take I a think so, for sure. and so on and so forth to go for there. Sure. To be able to graduate, to fund right. the school, to actually bring exactly. guys who can't nah, I, mean, I, I love the idea. Go I, love, yeah. I love going up to the sweat games and watch my little brother. Man, the band nice. The DJs play music. They'll never play at the University of Florida. I'm to tell you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, I've been I always have a good time. Band, you know, the uh, food yeah, at the session stands is better. Like, yeah. you know, all that's better for me. So I enjoy. Yeah. It. You know, I, I hope they get guys and I hope they play well and all of that, man. But you just got at the end of the day, you got it's business, bro. College athletics right. is business, and is. that kid has to make the best business decision for them, not what's popular right now. Right, facts. I I'm, agree. I'm glad you said that because I tell people all the time, man. One thing about recruiting that that people do pay attention to, if you are a recruit, is location. And when I say location, bro, like think about it, like Alabama, for instance. Nobody in this world really wants to go to Alabama. Nobody wakes up saying, I want to live in Alabama or spend three, four years in Alabama. But it's such a well-oiled right. machine. And they know if you go there, you feel me, you have some type of chance. Well, you're going to be you're gonna be surrounded by the best players in the country. And you have a chance to make it to the highest level. You know what I'm saying? So they will sacrifice that, that location for that opportunity. As you just said, that's a business decision. A lot of people are making business decisions. It ain't even about, you know what I'm saying, the, what, it, what it used to be about with recruiting. Oh, I feel at home or this 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 year, I, I think, you know, I can come in as a day one starter or whatever. I'm closer to family. That don't even come into play no more, bro. Right. Yep. Yep. I agree. But, I mean, but, but I, I get it, though. I, I definitely get it. Because, I mean, a lot of us, bro, growing up in – I mean, we all, we all, you know what I'm saying, just keep it a buck. Growing up, we all have the same goal most of the time, you feel me? Nine times out of the, nine times out of ten, the black male, if you ask him what he want to do when he grow up, he's going to be, I want to play in the league. Whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, oh, it's, 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 a, it's a conversation that we definitely uh, should, should, should table and, and have for real. Um, uh, for sure. In depth. We definitely should do that. Um, sure. But yeah, let's well, get to, a, let's get to this draft, rocket, man. man. Yeah, so let's yeah. get to the draft. Um, you know, I mean, shoot, what what um uh, uh, Higgins definitely. I don't know how much time you have, but just what um uh, what were some of your thoughts on moves the teams made, the way the players were handled, um, being half virtual, half not this. What, what were your thoughts on on the on the NFL draft in general? Uh. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I like the setup as far as the green room, man. I think they had about, what, 10 to 12 guys. You know, they had, like, little private family parts. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. cool. Those sections. That was pretty cool. Uh, you know, I'm glad those guys got to enjoy that, man. And, you know, that's that's a dream within itself, man. You know, regardless of where you fall in that top half, you know, just being able to go up there and shake the commissioner's hand and put on that hat. You know, I know a lot of guys, you know, that's, that's major. You know what I mean? You can see the excitement. 
getting that hug and you know what I mean it, it's big. Uh, as far as the boos, man, it was. I, I think the first round went you know pretty much how I expected. There were probably maybe two or three picks that kind of had me thinking like, whoa, you know that kind of caught me off guard. Um, yeah. There are some players that I didn't expect to go that high that went high and. I think for the most part, we expected to see the quarterbacks fly off the board. I mean, obviously, that was expected. Um, and the way it went, you know, um, with those guys, um, everybody knew Kyle Pitts was probably going to be the first non-quarterback taken. Obviously, you know, pre-draft, yep. basically, you know, he had everybody. Everybody fell in love with him. You know, the size, the athleticism, you know, you can see it all um, with Kyle. and And then – you know, so I mean, I, I, it wasn't it wasn't too bad for me the first round. I didn't really get to see a lot of the other rounds. Um, family and I was driving up the Mississippi to watch my brother then win the SWAC championship. So, hey, I congratulations it. to him, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Alabama and them, man. Them, them boys, they did a thing, man. A little spring season, small sample, but at the end of yep. the day, you know, it's it's good heading into the summer, man. It's a good feeling, yeah. good vibe. You know, they played all their games on the road. You know what I'm saying? So just knowing you can go on the road and play at another team stadium and win, that's big, man. That's a confidence right, boost. Hey, um, hey, when, you talk to, when you talk to little bro, let him know next season, boy. Doom coming. Man, them people going <laughs> to smack Bethune, man. What you want to put on it? Man, we going to talk. We going to talk. What you want to put on it? Man, them people like that, man. Look, hey, them people like that. Like, them people like that, man. I'm I'm telling you. And I ain't just saying that because my little brother, though. Like, them people really. You can't tell me the last time Bethune lost to to a team in a sweat. Hey, but there's a lot of first time things happening, man. You talking about like. (laughs) 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 I mean, as far as the draft, there was a couple guys that. Um, that went undrafted that I didn't expect, man. The big kid out of Florida State, uh, Marvin yeah, Wilson. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, just because, you know, you know, top 15 conversation, top pick, 15, 20 picks going into the season. You know right. I mean? Combination of injuries, bad team play. You know, he opted out, I think, with a couple games left. So, you know, yeah. all of that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, obviously. the coach out. Yeah, you know, so a lot of that was happening, man. I think for honestly, bro, when I look back at it and, you know, I'm, I'm still getting all my um, information as far as guys and where they went and things like that. Because like I said I missed the last couple of rounds, the last four or five rounds. But there were some right. guys that were still on that board that were very active last summer as far as the Black Lives Movement, Black Lives Matter Movement, the speaking mm-hmm. out. Um, I know one of them, that running back kid, Kylie Hill, oh, yeah. Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. You know, he was mm-hmm. big on, you know, and he ended up opting out, if I'm not mistaken. He opted out of their season as well. And, you know, obviously Marvin leading Florida State into whatever little thing was, demonstration they had during their mm-hmm. season. And at, at the end of the day, you know, I'm all for people having their opinion. You know, you're a young black guy. You, you know, you need to stand up for what you believe in. I totally believe that. You know, but personally, I never look for anyone to stand up for me. And I think a lot of the people in the public, sometimes we look for athletes to stand up for us, not thinking about their well-being, not putting their best interests at heart. You know, a lot of people, every time something happened, they want LeBron James to speak on it. 
I mean, he said the wrong thing. He can't just take it back like you and I. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's going to be heavier yeah. consequences. You know what I mean? It's going to be, he's going to have some dollars losing. Like, you know what I mean? So a lot of times, those guys be slow to speak for a reason. And people be, you know, oh, why so-and-so haven't came out yet? Well, so-and-so got to have all the facts. See, we could get on so I could get on Twitter and tweet reckless or whatever. Hey, you know, I don't have a Nike deal. I don't have yeah, a Gatorade. Deal. You know what I'm saying? But those guys, man, they got a livelihood that that's how they feed their family. So if they rub it, no, they rub the wrong person the wrong way. You never know, man. Kaepernick's still unemployed. You know what I'm saying? So as a young college guy, I I I, I understand you have your opinion, but you got to think about. Bro, you trying to get to the next level, and let's call a spade a spade. There ain't too many Democratic owners, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? We just you got to keep it G. You got to understand hey, who you're not. You're not lying on that. You're like you got to understand. Lying. You know what I'm saying? You got to understand who cutting these checks. Yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. see it, man. Like guys, now, as a representative, would you would you advise them to wait till they get in the door to yeah. to to. In my to opinion, speak how they feel. In my opinion, you got to not even wait till you get in the door, bro. Your first contract, your mouth shut, man. We working hard. <laughs> we ain't got no opinion. Let the quarterback do that, man. That's the captain. If he, hey, That's man, look, interesting. We, we support. We, we, support we support our quarterback. Whatever. That guy right. gonna get the last boot, man. For the most part, you know what I'm saying. Like, let the franchise player do that, man. Like I'm right. the 52nd guy on the roster, I don't even have an opinion. Right. <laughs> no, I mean that. No, no. Real talk, though. I mean, people don't think about how much you have to lose. Yeah, I mean, and even even we say the quarterback, right? right. Colin Kaepernick, was right? For sure. Million plus guy, you know, million dollar guy, and and and, and sure. he lost it. So it's like, what do you do at that point? You're battling with yourself. Do I? Um, do I do I speak for my people? Do I go for my dreams? And why are my dreams attached to me speaking up for my people? Right. It, 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 it's a messed up game you got to play. It is. It's a messed up game. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, I, I totally support people standing up for what they believe in for sure. I mean, I've I've had to do that in my life, you know, you know, with <laughs> athletics or whatnot. You know what right. I'm saying? But as the stakes get higher, you need to really think about, you know, I don't want to just react off raw emotions. I want to make sure what I'm doing, I have all the facts. I want to make sure what I'm doing is aligning with what I've been working for. Because at the end of the day, you know, you don't know how that person feel on the other side, man. You know, like... Everybody's not in a position like a... Even though we give Colin Kaepernick a lot of praise, there's other guys that have done too. And there's even been guys that have... That teams have not been able to lose. Like, you look at a Marshawn Lynch, right? Like Marshawn Lynch spoke for what he believed in, and they couldn't Kenny, afford to lose. Kenny Marshall. Stills, Kenny Stills being yeah. very active. You know, he's one of the guys, mm-hmm. few guys in the league that still, you know, he's active. Malcolm Jenkins being one of the few guys, you know, he's been, oh. you know, from day one. Those guys been speaking mm-hmm. on things like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But again, you gotta understand where you are. You gotta understand who yeah. you are. You know what I mean? Gotta like, have the equity. It seems like got to, to be able to do you that. Got to you know what I'm saying? Like you have to, man. And right. it just, you know, unfortunately, you know, I hope that wasn't the case with those two boys in the draft, but you just, you never know. You know what I'm saying? Because right. the talent is there for both. I mean, you don't just go from top 15 to undrafted, bro. Like, that don't just happen. 
Right. I've seen Jokers tear both ACLs and still go first round. Oh, we've seen it. We've <laughs> seen people take chances on, on so body. It's like, take you know what I mean? I don't see guys, you know, off the field issues, beating women, punching women, still get drafted. I'm talking about this is recently, last two, three years. Mm-hmm. So for a kid right. to go from top 15 and all that to undrafted, sum up. Something happened, yeah. Something happened. So, let's uh, speaking of the draft, um, you know, let's 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 talk a little bit about. Um, and I know you said the first couple rounds. Um, what what is what is the process of getting ready for draft day? If, if you can give us a little bit of insight on that, like, well, take take us to that, and then I kind of want to um talk about just you know some things going on in the NFL in general, um, right. as well. Cool. So, cool. what is the process of getting ready for draft day that week as as a player as a representative? Well, I mean, as an agent, man, it all depends, you know what I'm saying, where your guy is projected to fall. You know, it could be a two totally different, you know, experiences. You know, I've had different experiences each year. You know, like right. I said, a couple, about three years ago, you know, I had a guy that was projected to go in the top, top four or five rounds or so. So that week, you know, things were my phone ringing off the hook. You know what I mean? Just making sure they have the correct contact information, making sure everybody's numbers are up to date. You know, anyway, you know, knowing where you're going to be, you know, what the plans are, things like that. You know, just last minute conversations because they're still filling out their boards. You know, if there's, you know, sometimes it's a late fly in for a medical or if it's something like, you know, just thing, all all types of things. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you're, you as the agent, you doing it too. You know, hey, man, like we're good. Like everything good. Look, if we happen, you got this pick here, you got. You know, you got the second pick and the fourth. We happen to be there. What's up? You know what I mean? So, you yeah. you know, you, everybody's selling their guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think for the players, you know, obviously it's nerve-wracking, man. You know, like everything you've worked for for 10, 15 years, you know, come down to one weekend pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, so at, at the end of the day, you know, you're on edge, man. I don't, I don't care who you are. You know, you, you're still on edge because you just – you never know. You know, a team – Team love guys all the time and pass up on them. You know, like I might have had you top five on my board, but number one got them fell in my lap. Man, I don't care about who I had at number five. <laughs> like yeah, that's that's a fact. <laughs> number you pass four, on number the best two. or what you want, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so, at at that point, it's just best available. It didn't forget the ball. You done threw the ball away. You looking yeah. at the actual draft and how that's going. You know, and for us as agents, same way. You know, I have a buddy of mine, he's a young agent. He called me on Saturday, you know, and, you know, a team had done called him somewhere around the fifth round or so about his client, you know, and I'm like, bro, whatever they talking about, take it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you, for, for as agents, man, you work in those phones, you know, especially if you got guys going undrafted, you know, you start making those phone calls, fifth, sixth rounds, you trying to, you trying to strike something, you trying to get something verbally like hey man like what's up you know and yeah. you know there sometimes it works your way sometimes it don't you can play the weight game you know with a team it all depends on who you have you know what i'm saying like if is your guy a priority free agent or he's just gonna be a free agent you know is he one of the guys that they're offering a hundred thousand dollar signing bonus to or is he a guy that man you lucky we even calling you about him you know what i'm saying wow. so you gotta know who you are at that point Put all the egos aside, you know. It's that cutthroat. Yeah. It, oh yeah, most definitely. Because again, you gotta understand these teams—they don't have each other's boards. 
So I might call you and be like, yeah, man, you know, I'm going to sign your guys a free agent. And then the draft is over. Meanwhile, some guy I thought was going to go in a six or seven. It's still they're out there undrafted. I ain't calling you back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially like, for lower draft picks. Right. right? Forget like, about what I told you yeah. 10 minutes ago, but the whole draft done changed. <laughs> Somebody I ain't yeah. expect to be there just came available. Yeah. When, when you call me back, I might not even pick up. You know what I'm saying? So you have that, man. Ooh. You get that call and you try to call back. Somebody, let me get five minutes to talk to my client. You ain't got five minutes. Somebody else done jumped in and took that took that right there, man. Some real doggy dog world out there, man. Oh, yeah, Jeez. for sure. For sure. So that's why, you this... know, it's a lot of pre-planning and conversation with your clients before the draft. And I think right. it's best that you be honest with them. You know, don't sit there and tell the joker he going first round and you know they got undrafted written all over him. You need to be like, look, man, best case scenario, we go six, seven round. Worst case scenario, we going undrafted, man. If we go undrafted, give me your top five locations. Give me give me your top five work. preference. You know what I'm saying? If, I'm, if my man hate the snow, you know what I mean? Like, if I got a couple warm weather teams, that, hey, man, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if my man, it depend on the position, you know, like, some guys can't play on that turf. Some guys prefer the turf. So, you know, you wow. got to take all that kind of stuff into consideration because you want to put them in the best position. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you don't, you know, it's, it's everybody want to, oh, yeah, I want to just get a deal, get a deal. But if you a receiver and they already got seven receivers under contract, what you finna do? Like, exactly. Like, what, what you finna do? Like, you I mean, it makes sense when you break it down, but it's just like, man, you know, you just – we're seeing all the glitz and glamour watching the draft. Right. Like, we're no, doing a lot of work. drafts. We're doing it. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, right. it's clearly a lot of work. A lot of work. It's a lot of work. You got to do your homework. You got to do your research, you know, as an agent, because the player's depending on you for that information. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Guy call you and be like, hey, man, how many DNs, you know, the 49ers got? You know what yeah. I'm saying? He expect to know that. He expect you to know that already. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, that that just what that week is made up of for me, man. It's just it's it's more work. You know what I'm saying right. it's really all work for the agents. We won't get to celebrate until after the draft. Till it's over. Yeah, you right. you can't until wait for Sunday. You know what I mean? <laughs> and even That's then, because like I said, I've been in, I've had a guy, you know, um, two years two years ago, man, invited to a rookie mini camp with the Cleveland Browns. So you know they go to camp on as you know what I'm saying Friday through Sunday. So that Sunday morning, man, I'm I'm a nerve wreck, man. I ain't get a yeah, call man. yet. You know, and it's crazy because I'm riding home and I, my phone call from a Cleveland area code. I pick up, you know, at the time it was Elliot Wolf, their GM, um, front office guy. It's like, yo, man, we got your boy downstairs signing the contract, man. Damn near crashed the car, man. Like, <laughs> nah, that's what's up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it, you know, it's enjoyable, man, when you see those guys, they – you know, and like I said, the guys that you know you really have to grind and work for, it's a right. different feeling. You know what I'm saying? It's a different kind of accomplishment. Like, you feel like you really did something. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. I agree. Um, well, let's talk a little bit. Um, fellas, y'all ready to, to move forward? Just what's going on in the NFL? A couple of moves. Um, Higgins, I don't know how much you can speak on. We don't want you to. Not incriminate yourself, but uh, you know, get yourself in trouble. But whatever you can speak on, by all means, jump in on the convo, bro. And you know, um, Tim Tebow, man, worked out for the Jaguars as a tight end. 
Um, rumors of possibly signing. Now, it has been, what, 11 years since he was drafted now? And um, he hasn't consistently played in eight. <laughs> so, you know, I'll stare away from the privilege conversation because that's a whole other conversation for another day. Um, what, what, are, what are some of y'all thoughts about this, fellas? Do you think he just wants to keep playing sports? Like, do you think he just generally misses the the fire and the fuel that comes from the athlete? Yeah. He got to be bored. No, he back in the tight end for, out of Florida. He's a what analyst for for uh, college game day, or is he? Yeah, I think CBS? one of the, one of those TV. Yeah, one of those yeah, TV college channels. game day. He's an analyst. Yes, in college game day, he's uh he's uh, one of the analysts. Yeah, but, so I think he, he played for the St. Lucie Mets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, real talk. But I mean, who who's the but who's the starting tight end in Jacksonville though? There's nobody. I don't think so. I don't think there's much I, over there. I mean, I don't I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't I don't keep up they with Jay right like there. But, um, okay, so they got Tyler. They got Tyler. Okay, and I don't know. Like, after the guy, I mean, at, I at the end of the day, I think O'Shaughnessy may still be on the on the roster too. I mean, he's bro, still there too. At, at the end of the day, man, <laughs> I ain't gonna rule him out, bro. I mean, you know, obviously, I, know. You, I don't anything I could happen. I mean, how much is it? I won't, how much is it gonna out. cost you to have him as your third tight end, though? A guy that you know you can have a package for, because he still could throw the ball. I mean, probably better than most typical tight ends, right? So I mean, let's just say, saying? huh? What's that right. saying? Uh, I mean, because again, like once he come, if when he's on the field, mm-hmm. if, you know, if he if he's on the field, you gotta respect him as a threat to throw the ball. That's so even if more so. I think this is an entertainment thing, bro. I don't, I don't think they bring in. I don't think they bring in Tebow there. Well, for one, we know we already know how, how Urban just adores him. But right. T, what, what can Tebow really contribute to your team? Let's be real. I, I heard they want to use him like Taysom Hill. Right. That's and that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying. But he's like thirty three. Right. No, no, I'm sorry. He's exactly <laughs> hasn't played in hasn't played about right. football in how many years? How that, I mean, how that, that's Tebow feel. That's a good and bad thing, though. That means that body got yeah, he's a thirty three. That body ain't been beat up in a couple years. But that you know? body don't also ain't been hit in a couple like years. Hey, but I mean, you, if you <laughs> watch him though, he's one of those guys. It's kind of like Terrell Owens, bro. Like, like, yeah, they, t- like they work out warriors, bro. Like T.O. Like, going out there right here. now. He hasn't played for a team, or as far as official roster since twenty twelve. He right. was a practice squad guy for the but I mean, but, but he had his he had his he had his stints in the what a double A or whatnot. So it's not like he haven't been a pro athlete or an athlete at no, a no, level. No. He's, yeah, he's been playing for the Mets up until last year. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So you know, he's been working out. It's not like he's been at home <laughs> just chilling for eight years. Like he's been basically a professional yeah. athlete. Facts. I, I mean, True. I I wouldn't rule it past him because again, just even if it's for ten plays a game. You line him up out there in that wildcat, whoopty whoop, jump pass. And he goes motion. Now, here's my issue with that, right? You (laughs) have guys that missed getting drafted for his roster spot. Possibly. Which does what? I mean, you have practice guys that are not getting called up for his roster spot. 
No, but my point is, my point is, if he jump skips a lot of guys who get cut, and they've been consistently playing, and let's just say he's not better. Like he cut himself, ain't it like 94 spots right now or whatever? Or how many spots is it before they start cutting? I mean, you go, you're going to go in with 90. Yeah, so it's like he, he might get cut too. It ain't like he made yeah, the, you it. Know ain't, yeah, it ain't no for sure. I mean, it ain't no, it ain't no for sure. I mean, but like I said, at the end of the day, I mean, I think obviously he's one of those guys from an athletic standpoint, he's mm-hmm. definitely more athletic than probably still a lot of the tight ends in the league. Like the boy's athletic. He's a big, strong mm-hmm. kid. He can move. You know what I'm saying? Now, whether or not he can actually right. catch, that I don't know. But, I mean, he's one of those guys that's, like, determined, bro. Like, it's like, if mm-hmm. you tell him he can't do something, he's just going to prove to you, like, it can happen. So, you, you like, guys like that, man, I, I can't bet against them, man. It's like, you know, that will that he has inside of him, you don't know, like, it, it's hard to bet against him. It, it's hard. Yeah. It is. I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I mean, they're going to sell just, some jerseys, though. I know that. That That is for sure what that's going to be. But it's you just like, dog. area, you know. Yeah, man. Coach, coach I, I remember him in high school Meyer, very well. Urban Meyer, yeah. you know, his college coach. Man, that's a story for the Jaguars, man. He might and lead the NFL in jersey sales, man. Meyer's there. He might lead the league in jersey sales, man. Those Jacksonville fans and them Gator fans going to support T-Boy. Hey, you know what's crazy? He did lead the league in jersey sales uh, hey, uh, a couple of times. I'm telling you, man, like, that man signed with Jacksonville. It's going to be a lot of Tim Tebow 15 jerseys around Duval, that's, man. That's a nasty visual. Let's, uh, let's, let's move on, speaking of quarterbacks, to another uh, situation. And Trevor Lawrence throwing interception. They're going to they gonna ask for Tebow to be quarterback. Aaron Rodgers has been very unhappy with the Green Bay Packers, and it's citing both uh, football reasons and front office reasons amongst a myriad of other things. Um, is Aaron Rodgers going to be the quarterback starting uh, week one in, the, in, in for the Packers? He will be if they fire their GM. <laughs> yeah, yo, that <laughs> that report, and he hasn't officially said anything. All we hearing are reports from people close right. close to him. But the report that it's, it's, it's either it's either they fired that GM <laughs> or, or I'm retiring is wild. So I wonder what causes so much disconnect between a quarterback and a GM, especially when you have back to back thirteen and three seasons. So it's not like you don't have a, a at least a decent roster of players. You know what I'm saying? No, it's, it's not like your coach I, is terrible. No, it's not it's not the coach. Cause uh I think him and Matt LaFleur gets along mm-hmm. now. It's the problem that we're trying to win a Super Bowl and you bring in my backup. Like how is that contributing to us trying to get the Niners put up like 250 yards rushing on us in that um uh, in that uh NFC um championship game. Go and get a linebacker. Patrick Cream was available at that point <laughs> in the draft. <laughs> you go and get a backup who's not going to play. That is an issue. Like that's not helping us. Like a backup quarterback wasn't the issue. The oh, he's going to play. The deep he's going to play. Wasn't that the second quarterback they've drafted all. since he was there? Say that again. Then they draft. Then they draft. That wasn't the second quarterback they've drafted. Well, I guess Brett Hundley. No, nah, I want to say third because they drafted Matt Flynn. They drafted. 
Matt Flynn, Brent Hunt. Yeah, Brent Hunt. And then hey, Buddy they've been trying to get him up out of here. That's why he said fuck that. Nardo, <laughs> <laughs> what's good with you, bro? Appreciate you jumping on board, man. Oh, yeah, man. I've been on here. You know what I'm saying? I've just been soaking in the knowledge, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, man. I mean, um, let's, let's, let's chat a little bit about the 49ers, man. It seems that they're still trying to make a trade for either Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, they're getting in. The, and I think we've seen the 49ers thing right now. Hold on, wait, wait, California wait, wait, wait. They have a $100 million quarterback. They drafted a quarterback at three, and they're trying to get another starter. That's Maybe. where I was going. Talk to I, me, Nard. For, for a quarterback. I, I'm just confused. That's going to be a hell of a competition. You have a $100 million quarterback like who is 14 months removed for the Super Bowl, by the way, Nard. That's going to be an Olympic yeah. quarterback competition. Hey, yeah. no, no, someone's getting traded, but uh, Nard, you the GM, if you can get Deshaun with what you have in the roster now, are you trading them boys? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, then. That, that's, what, that's what they're thinking. If I can get Deshaun or Aaron, I am moving. Well, I don't know. I, now, see, I don't know if I'm doing that for Aaron Rodgers, though. Honestly. No, 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 no. I'm not saying because Aaron Rodgers. Not. I'm just saying age factor, bro. Am I really going to mortgage 10 years for three? I don't know. Well, well okay, but think, well, think about it like this, Nart. You have a quarterback you drafted at three. If any time, this is the perfect time to uh, trade for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. No, nah, no, nah, okay. you're not keeping, you're not keeping, um, what's it called? Yeah, they probably, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> There's man. no way you get that trade off without bro. trading, what's it called? Oh, boy. Um, who, Garoppolo? No, no, Trey Lance. They're going to want to trade. Who the hell's going to want to I already know what he is. You're going to end up Hey, at the end of the day, man, the NFL is a business. And before we talk about players, the contracts be getting traded before anything. Yeah. Yeah, but who's going to take Jimmy Garoppolo with that contract? Nah, they're yeah, gonna they somebody gonna, both of them. That's the problem right there, that contract, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Even if a team wanted to make a move on, they're gonna force you to cut him first. I mean, just yeah, wait facts. till you release him. Like, facts. what you gonna do? You gotta do something with him, man. Yeah. yeah. He got what a hundred immediately. Right. right, exactly. But so the I problem think... is they know everybody knows that <laughs> the Niners don't want him. Exactly. And so know that that contract jump is for no trade. Exactly. You're gonna force your hand. You gotta have to do something. You know what I mean? So that's a crazy situation though. I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't necessarily think Jimmy G they problem, man. Like you said, they went to the Super Bowl two years ago. Jimmy G. But Jimmy G missed the throw to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean that happens, man. Guys miss throws. You know, guys miss I mean, tackles, we guys drop passes. Let's not, let's not. Like, you know what I mean? Guys. <laughs> Coaches mess oh, up plays. Oh, Shanahan yeah, had a Shanahan had a and, Super Bowl lead and just started folding. Folded twice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So things happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't necessarily yeah, think. was up 25, averaging you, eight That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. So <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, obviously, if you get an opportunity to get a guy like Deshaun Watson, you got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to. You know, whatever that's going to cost you. I think he'll be perfect for that team. I mean, you pretty much see that whole – I mean, he's rich version of Calvin Kaepernick, if you want to think about it. I mean, you know, the guy can run the ball. He can pass – I mean, he, he just had his best passing season as a pro without his number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, obviously, you know the arm talent is there. You know, I, I, I definitely – terrible O-line. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I think, you know, if you get an opportunity to bring him out to the Bay Area – I think John Lynch gonna pretty much sell half of Cal- half of California to get <laughs> to make that happen, uh, man. No. 
That boy gonna trade in his gold jacket to make that happen. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Nah, I'm a big fan of Deshaun Watson though. I like dude. Yeah. Well, Mike, I think on the on 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 the uh, on the podcast, you probably had the best draft this year. Um, the Cowboys made some moves, man. They really, really made some moves. Sean Lee retired, and y'all got right back to work getting Micah Parsons at the number 12 pick. You drafted another linebacker in I thought Sean Lee did retire. That nigga don't never play. Either way, man, um, drafted Jabril Cox with the 115th overall pick. Y'all went pretty much D-lineman all over, bro, like, like, or at least went defense all over, bro. You, you, yeah, that uh, first address. Say again, Jeff. Yeah, bro. First six picks was all defense. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah, big man. for them, man. I, I had, I had Dan Quinn at Florida as my defensive coordinator. So I'm a big DQ fan. You know, I think he's okay. back in his natural state, just calling the mm-hmm. defense. And uh, that, that he gets, oh, he's really the Cowboys focused. defensive coordinator. Yeah. 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 Oh, they defense so, might be like you know, that. he just brought Keneal Neal over. Uh, I think and he was trying to get the cornerback too, if I'm not mistaken. We got him from KZ. Yeah, they got, so they got they got it. so yeah. you know he got some of his guys, and then they went first six picks with defense. So Jerry yeah. Jones sending a message right then and there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think you're gonna definitely see a major improvement with them. They're they're my they're my they're my sneaky pick to come out the NFC. I'm gonna call it that. I have the NFC East. You said right before week one. No, nah, the whole NFC. Oh, no, nah, I see the Rams oh. in the NFC, so. No, man. Matthew Stafford? No. That's to the bowl, baby. I might take Stafford in my fantasy league. Now, I ain't going to lie. The boy, a fantasy guard. But, yes, it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you, you combine that with a defense, you I, start I, putting I, it on I, paper. I think I think the Cowboys made the moves on defense. I mean, last year, you know, they went and got the young corner boy, Mullen. You know what I'm saying? This year again, you go you, my digs, digs. Digs, sorry, digs. You know, you, you come back and this year you go six. You know what I'm saying? You probably gonna have Kiki playing some of that weak side linebacker, man. And I, I I like it. And then you know the offense explosive. You know that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So speaking of that, I do have them making one more move before the before uh oh, you got breaking news on here, man. Y'all tell me y'all got not breaking six, news, huh? but I, I I'm predicting. Uh-oh. Ezekiel Elliott will not be with them during uh, at week one. Ooh. You still on this? Right. Boy, I am, bro. You must know I, I some. Am. I am. I don't. <laughs> I, I. I just look. He's he's looking like, and it could be injuries, but he's looking like he's on the downside more than his upside. But he still has a lot of value. I think Jerry Jones is smart enough to trade him while he has enough value before you got to cut him and waste the money. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. As, as much it, as y'all like to say that's a, he had a bad season, only nine running backs had more rushing yards than him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it ain't the typical sixteen hundred, mm-hmm. but but he was got to remember, bro. He was without for one his starting quarterback, two he was without okay. his starting left tackle, his starting left guard. They whole line was starting out. right guard. Yeah, yeah they whole right. line was out. That's fair. The whole. Everybody was gone, bro. Yeah, they're yeah. Okay, they're, they're, that's fair. I mean, so you saying he just needs his pieces but, around him but, to get right. back to him? We're not Honestly. gonna take all blame. Yeah, but, but, but no, he did oh, have no, no, a, no, he did have some bad games. Oh, he definitely went to Marco Murray with the fumbles. The, oh, thank you. That's <laughs> what I <was> <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I mean, it's it's just a 
it's just one of those things, man. Like, like you said, you go out there and you don't have your brothers with you. You don't have that old line in front of you, man. Like, you you're not as sharp. You're thinking about all kinds of other shit, man. Like, you you don't even trust yourself to get through this hole. So when you pop out of there, you shock yourself, and that's why they the guy fumbled. You know what I mean? Like, you ain't, a lot of things he was doing. Like, he probably didn't even think. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, this play not even gonna work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then it worked, and he probably, I like Zeke. You know what I'm saying? I, I think That's Zeke's a psychology a factor. We don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, bro, they're still all, they're people. You know what I mean? Like, they're human yeah. beings just like us. Like, right. you go out there, man, look, man, we finna, man, Dak ain't here, man. We got Dalton. We got Darnucci, whatever dude, little dude name. Right. And what going on? Like, we talking about. You know, the whole just like just like a receiver and a quarterback have camaraderie. Oh yeah, somebody carrying the ball have the same camaraderie with the offensive line, bro. Oh yeah, they know they know the way that they block on this particular play. I know that he's taking this angle and and he's gonna do this here. You feel me? So I know I take my one two hops up and I'm and I'm good through that hole. It's different things that that they pick up on, bro. And and it's, it's it's tough when man, you got seventeen different offensive linemen playing in front of you. Also, I mean, you facing an eight man box every time because ain't nobody ain't nobody scared of nothing. You had that quarterback. I mean, yeah. they you got safeties in the box waiting on you every time. Ain't no one putting eight guys in the secondary for Ben DiNucci. Right, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, bro, and, and other person, we can't even think who the other quarterback was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, shoot, man. Let's uh, let's let's take a round table, um, um, you know, and, and see where we, what we think about this draft. Um, Higgins, I don't know. You got you got a favorite Ooh. team, or you really get caught uh, into? I, I grew up a Dolphins day. fan, man. So you know, I'm still a Dolphins oh, fan at heart. Oh, yes. Hey, look, oh, bro, bro. Boy. We ain't have cable, bro. So I got all my games off whatever the local channels yeah, are. That is where you can find the Dolphins. Sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So we we ain't got we ain't have cable, man. So I'm, I'm locked in the CBS. And watching whatever they got going on, man, that's on Dolphins game. So I grew up, and it, it wasn't as bad. I mean, I'm a defensive guy, so I really ain't even care about the offense being terrible. So you graduated high school what year? 2009. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, so you was I in the up, Ronnie Browns, and, right? You know what I mean? And, and, yeah, Ronnie, yeah. And, but even 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 before that, you know what I mean? Like. I'm a defensive guy, so I'm I'm looking at Zach. Oh, so Jason JT. Taylor was your guy, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? JT, Zach, Sam, you know, I'm Pat Sertan. You know, so I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm more concerned about that side of the ball, anyways. Okay. I mean, on the offensive That's side, fair. Randy McMichael, you know, saying one of my favorite dolphins. Uh, right. Chambers, you know, uh, yeah. I ain't heard that name in years. Hey, Randy, <laughs> Randy, 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 Randy played, man. You know, that yeah. big game Randy, man. But Shoot, I, the Dolphins, the Dolphins, man, I still root for them. You know, a lot of my friends, they'd be like, yeah, I know you're an agent, but I, I'm still, I still got love for the Dolphins, man. Right, right, right. You was out there with, you was out there with uh, the real PS, PS1, Pat Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> Madison. Damn, Madison. Shoot, man, let's go around the room. Nard, we'll kick it off with you. Um, g- give me, give me a draft grade of what you feel like the Rams did, man. Uh, I mean, for what we had, I feel like we did pretty well. We drafted a couple skilled players, uh, receiver from um, Louisville that I'm really interested. I mean, 
I, I, what yeah, I really want, too, I mean, right? it's like hey. time more the same. You know what no, I'm saying? I mean, he's a special team galore. Tutu is going to yeah, wow they, they you. Got yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. But I just feel like we still need a true number one receiver. So I would have liked, I mean, we didn't really have nothing to move to get into the first round, but I feel like that's what we've been missing for a while, a true number one guy. So, I mean, I, for, for what we had, I give us a B plus. Uh, but I would have liked to see us make a move to try to get into the first round. Right. Yeah, y'all dropped him at uh, 57, I believe. So, uh, yeah, man. And then uh, let me see. Y'all got Ernest Jones, um, Bobby Brown the third. Uh, yeah, D-tackle from uh, – I think he was at Texas A&M. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I'm looking there. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it looks like it looks like y'all definitely – Made made a solid, well-rounded uh, list of offense and defensive pickups. Yeah, um, much, honestly, um, yeah, y'all don't, bro. Like, honestly, y'all are going in with the. With the they got to I just feel like having that number one receiver would have took us over the top. You know what I'm saying? Even right, if it was right, a young right. guy this year, just that that level of talent. Not saying that we don't have talented receivers because we do, but just that level of dominance to be able to take on, you know, whoever the defender across the field is. Right. Yeah. Um, shoot, man, Jeff. Let's uh, and, and shoot, uh, Jeff and Higgins. What, what do y'all feel uh, about your picks with the uh, with the Dolphins, man? Honestly, man, after after the weekend, and I got over my my temple tantrum. <laughs> I'm not I'm not mad at the draft anymore. I was upset because I wanted I wanted a uh, uh, Sewell. I wanted the tackle. I wanted the big guy to protect right. the to protect Tua, but. Mm-hmm. Looking more into Jalen Waddle, I'm not mad at it because he's a gadget guy. We're going to be able to throw him on the outside. We're going to be able to throw him uh, in the slot. We're going to be able to throw him in motion. The man runs a, what, a 4-3. Great separation, good hands. Um, can open up the backfield. He's going to make a, a, the job a lot easier for Tua. So now I, I'm understanding why they made the pick. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I wanted a running back. They didn't get that, which I understand why they signed Malcolm Brown. So I guess they're gonna go with the committee. So I'm cool with that. Well, y'all got Jared Dokes from Cincinnati. Nigga, yeah. he had the same round. I doubt he's. <laughs> I doubt he's gonna touch the field. <laughs> I doubt he's touching the field. <laughs> I love Jalen Phillips. I love this pick. I love this pick a lot. This is my favorite pick of the draft. Um, right. Hopefully, the boy stays con- concussion free for the rest of his career because he had some issues in college, um, and I think he can really but be he, a d- perennial um, 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 Pro Bowler, man. Just, uh, he said, he said, he said I really like. Uh, he stayed healthy during his last season. It was his. That uh, again? It was his, it, he stayed healthy during his last season. Yeah, that last season was, he was healthy, but prior was, to that, he had he had yeah, concussion issues. Yeah, it was UCLA. He was having them issues. Yeah, so. he had uh, he had those concussion right. issues. So. You know, hopefully, you know, those don't return. You know, it's a high-impact game, you know, collision left and right every place. So, hopefully, yeah. you know, it's a healthy career. And, you know, hey, the brain is a fragile thing, man. It ain't meant to be taking yeah. those impacts uh, snap after snap. So, you know, hoping for a healthy career for him. And I think, hey, I think the future is really bright for Jalen, man. Uh, we got Christian Wilkins on the other side. I really wish we would go to a four-man front instead of a three-man front. But, hey. I'll let, I'm going to let uh, my, my boy on Flores do his thing. Uh, I'll trust him whatever he's doing over there. Uh, we got the safety, uh, Javon Holland. I don't know much about him, but I'm I'm willing to see what he what he's going to do. Um, I'm going to let the Dolphins, you know, show me what, what this draft class is about. I ain't going to speak too soon. I'm going to let them do their thing. I'm okay with the draft now. That's fair. Um, Christian, um, what, what did you feel about the Steelers' uh, draft choices? 
What would you give him? I like I like the Najee Harris uh, pick. That was a huge pick up. Hey man, congrats to y'all on that pick. Yeah, that's a that's a that bruising was... every down back, dude. He's six one two thirty two. Yeah. Oof. So I think all all in all for us, I give us a I give us a B minus or a C plus, just because I was hoping we get a QB, but maybe they exactly. see maybe they maybe they see a QB in next year's class that they probably have their eyes set on. Or playing so. in Green Bay. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> here's, here's the thing about you guys. Um, you need a QB, but you always in the back half of the draft, which is hard. So unless you get a steal, you're never going to be in competition for a QB in the draft. Exactly. Because you're exactly. never going to be in the top half. You're always mm-hmm. going to be in the back back half because you're always in the, in, the, in the playoffs and you're always uh, around nine or higher in, in game on one, on one. So you're never going to be in condition to get those guys in the top ten pick because you're never you're going to you're not going to draft there. Which and the I'm going to be honest, bro. Hey, y'all ended up going eight and eight when y'all didn't I, have. I'm going to be honest with you. Game. Actually, never mind. Y'all didn't have that pick anyways. Y'all give this up. is going to sound messed up, right? And I know how it's going to come off. I was hoping. I was hoping. That Justin Fields fell that low to twenty four. I am mad at you, bro. I w- listen, bro. Just just playing fantasy, just playing fantasy. Obviously, I want to be successful, but dog, I wanted Justin Fields so badly. I am mad at you, Earl. No, but I it didn't. Miss, I think we made some good some good moves on the on the defensive side too, especially with our uh, yeah. our linebacker core and um and I believe we made. Did we get a? Did we get we make any moves on the on the DBs or the safety side? Um, looking now. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I got a safety uh, name, Trey Wood, in the seventh round. Yeah. I don't know much about. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm they not got him in the corner here. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, kind of underwhelming for what I what I wanted to do, but I mean, that could be me being an overcritical fan. But like I said, you know, I think B B minus C plus at best. Right, I agree. Mike, what about your boys, man? I mean, I'm sure you're giving them an A plus, and I probably would give them about an A as well. What you thinking? I don't necessarily go A plus. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go B plus though. Okay. Um, I think Michael Par- Michael Parsons was definitely a good pickup. Yes. Um, sir. However, I feel like we should have did what everything in our powers to get either Sertain or JC Horn. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. yeah, we lost Sean Lee. Yeah. Um. Van Der Esch is always hurt. Always. I feel. I feel. Um. With the addition of Keanu Neal playing linebacker this year, I, I feel like that would have been a good pickup. Um. I feel like cornerback is a more of a need right now than than a uh, linebacker is. Uh, mm-hmm. We have. We don't have um, Shadobe Awuzie no more. Um, so right now we stuck with, I mean, not stuck with, but, but we got Diggs, um, Jordan. You two guys. Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, need somebody else on the outside, bro. You drafted two guys. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we just don't know how they're Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I think JC and, and PS2 are going to be studs in the league. I think they're going to be really good. I ain't going to say I think they're going to be really good in the league. I agree. So, 
Um, I, I, I think I would have rather taken one of them, but I like everything from, I see from uh, Michael Parsons. Um, watch them at Penn State, super fast, super agile. Um, I think he'll be a good blitzing linebacker. Um, the cornerback that we did get out of um, Kentucky, he was pretty live, had a good season. Um, even the defensive tackles, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at that because we do need some help in the trenches. We gave up 200,000 rushing yards last year. But, <laughs> No, nah, I'm I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Uh, so I say B, B B plus, bro. Okay, cool. Um, let me see. Uh, shoot, yeah, I think that covers everybody as far as our draft picks uh, goes. I mean, Dell's not here, but we'll definitely get his thoughts next week on the Raiders. Um, oh, that for sure. <laughs> ah, oh, come on, man. Earl said for sure. <laughs> come on, man. Uh, so let's uh let's let's talk about the National Basketball Association, man. Uh, definitely, Higgins. You know you're more than welcome to kick it with us, bro. If you ain't got nothing to do. I'm sure you be watching hoop as well. So, no, no I'll be you know I'll be watching hoop, but I'm gonna have to let you guys go, man. Nah, we appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you coming to nah, the show, man. For Before you get up out of here, yeah. Thank you for your uh, time. Um, where can people find you? I want to make sure that we uh post your social media uh handles everywhere. Oh yeah, um, on Instagram, Higgins Success H Y G E N S S U C C E S. On Twitter, it's at D underscore Megazo, D-A underscore M-E-G-A-Z-O-E. That's Twitter handle. Like I said, my Instagram is just my first and last name. All right, so H-Y-G. Yeah, H-Y-G-E-N-S-S-U-C-C-E-S. C-C-E-S. That's perfect, perfect. We definitely got that tapped in, so we'll have that attached and everything. Appreciate and, you know, it, man, man, good luck to you. Salute to all the moves that you're making, bro. Definitely thanks, like, thanks, making thanks, us proud man. and, uh, you know, representing South Florida well, representing yourself well, representing your family well. And, you know, again, we just salute you for never giving up on the grind, bro. Appreciate it, man. Anytime, man. Just Jeff know how to get in touch with me, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, right, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You bro. guys have a good one, man. You hey, you too, bro. We appreciate you. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was some um, good insight, man. Real Thanks. good insight, man. Definitely appreciate yeah. Higgins coming through. All right, fellas, let's get to the NBA real quick. We ain't going to be here too long. Um, you know, we can uh, – Christian, if it's cool with you, we can chop it up about baseball next week. Uh, we may even do something later this week, too. It's early, so we'll see what we do. No, like like I said, there wasn't much going on this past the past uh, week anyway, so nothing right. too crazy. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, shoot, man, let's do it. Um uh, let's get into the news before we get into too much of the games. D-Wade being a part owner of the Jazz, he cannot be a part of basketball operations with the Jazz as long as he's an analyst with TNT. The same thing goes for Shaq. Um, he can't be involved with the Sacramento Kings. So I've, we've seen this before. Uh, oh, right. oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, Shaq owns part of the Sacramento Kings. Oh, fuck. Damn, I've yeah. been late. And the same thing with him. He can't be a part of certain basketball operations, well, really all basketball operations. Yeah. Um, just due to that, um, I mean, I don't have a feeling about it unless y'all want to speak on it. Um, I just know that that's how it goes. Yeah, that, that's because weird. you're speaking on. Never, I didn't ever know that until until I seen that um report. I mean, he's a garbage analyst, so he should just quit and go full with the Utah Jazz thing. Well, I appreciate the TNT uh, endorsement. No, Thanks. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That was personal. TNT produces great basketball I know, shows. I'm kidding, I mean, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, Inside I'm kidding. the NBA is one of the greatest post-game shows, period. 
I gotta he watch that documentary person. too. I gotta watch that documentary. I forgot you. Let me check it out though. But um, nah, I I uh, I like Tuesdays, man. I'm not gonna. Sh- I'm not trying, you know, cake for him. But I like Tuesdays. Tuesdays, all right. And I like the Candace Parker, um, uh, Shaq, man, and Shaq, Kenny, and Chuck. Yeah, give me the OG and Ernie. Yeah. Hey, y'all y'all remember that first season that Shaq was there when it didn't go so great? Nah. Oh, Wait, no, I don't remember. Yeah, bro. It was if you go back and like um because they did show a preview of that. I just remember Shaq first getting there and it was like it was the Shaq show. It wasn't really much of Ernie and them, and you could just tell, like it was like, all right, hold on, who is this? Who is this dude? But yeah, man. Um, let me see what else is going down. <laughs> Hold on, before we before we move forward, when does uh D Wade's contract end with uh TNT? It be this year. Hopefully, uh, that's no idea. Your deal, hopefully. Because then I was no gonna idea. say that's kind of, that'd be kind of beneficial for them for for Utah and uh with Wade because then he could probably put his insight in during the off season for next season. Right, yeah, I agree. Let's throw that boy right inside the organization, help him with like player development. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, training, how to take care of your body, uh, nutrition, all that. Just, th- just leave them in there. Get them off. Get them off TV, man. I mean, Sorry. you know, I, I, I definitely see where y'all are coming from. No, I don't no know, I man. Just, I mean, D Wade has I his hands in so many different things, bro. I don't know how. I've mm. seen him on. I've seen him on TV, and certain players they're good on TV and being an analysts, and other players just stick to you know being a retired player. Yeah, like when he did the interview for what to call it, uh, um, I am athlete. That was cool. You feel me? It was more of a chill scene, a casual barbershop talk type of vibe, and he was good for mm-hmm. that. But like, TNT gig, it's just not it, yeah. bro. It's very bland. Yeah. It just, yeah. just, there's no personality. It's like ah, nah. Bring me, bring me the OG cast. Give me the wild Charles Barkley takes. You feel me? <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the, the I, you know what. I, I used to I, I used to hear people complain about um about uh Chris Weber. I don't mind Chris Weber's uh, Oh, I'll take Weber. I don't three hundred and sixty-five days. <laughs> I don't mind Wait. Chris Weber's uh commentary, bro. It don't bother. No, I like it. I like his commentary. Him him and uh who's he commentate with? Him and Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. No, 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 no. I'm good. I like Reggie I'm good. and I'm good already. I like Reggie. I'm good already. Because here's the thing, they both throw in jokes and have some type of personality. Wade is yeah. like very bland, bro. Like I can't put enough emphasis on that. Like there is no kind of like humor or anything going on. It's just him talking. I'm like, bro, why is he here? All right, nah, yeah, get that man off. Facts. Yeah, nah. So um just continuing with that. Um let me see here. Uh what other news has been coming out about the NBA? Oh, uh stars are complaining about the playing and the NBA has responded by saying, um, F out of here. <laughs> Y'all gonna play in this play in. So the play in is officially locked in. Jeff, we spoke about this uh last week or two weeks ago. Or we, you know, we might have been speaking off off mic about it, but just the idea of playing with COVID still running rampant and it affecting schedules clearly yeah. the way it did. Um, I don't want to necessarily rehash our conversation, but we were both no, in that was it. when we talked about it. Right, right, right. But at the store, yeah, how we talked about it. Yeah, it's just I I agree with the playing just because of how much COVID is affecting 
schedules. It's not like a regular injury. It's literally throwing off people's ability to be around yeah. teammates and stuff like that. So it's, it's not mm-hmm. the same thing. Two weeks. Yeah. And not being able to two weeks and you just you just gotta deal with it. Be without your star player, just like that, just because of COVID. So I, I definitely because of COVID um on um, reasons I can understand the play in. Uh but it's crazy how teams are are make well players are making comments the closer they get to the play in. And, and that that's are, are we gonna have that conversation? Hey, we here. Here's my here's my issue with that conversation. Here's my issue with that commentary on that. Um, not to be the one to go first, no, but I just it's something that jawed across my mind. This is the same guy, and this is my guy, but it's the same guy that was championing for just a year ago. Said it was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Same problems are, are are still amidst in life, and now all of a sudden you don't like it because you're close mm-hmm. to the play in. And it's like, talk about it. are you running from the grind? Mm-hmm. Talk about it. And, and, that, I, was, and, remember, and that was my remember, issue. Luca, Luca was doing the same thing when Luca was uh, when they were going through that losing stretch and they were in the plan. He was criticizing the he was criticizing the, the plan as well. How he don't like it. He think it's it's a waste. They shouldn't they shouldn't uh, have it there. And now we haven't heard of. Anything a word out of Luca now that they've been winning and now they're out of the playing. So it's it's just like it's showing like real like crybaby mentality from these stars that you know whenever they get there they get close to that play-in, they they have an issue with it. But it's like a outside of mind. Oh, it's whatever. Now it's good for the league. Da 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 da. da. You know we're the third spot. You know we you know a good thing, good thing, good competition. But as soon as you hit that six seven seed, now it's like. Ooh, like, why do we need this? Like, why do we have to do this? Da, 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 da. So it's, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of these uh, 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 these players um, complaining and acting like brats and um, being they scared spoiled. of the crowd. Like, they asked Jimmy about it the other day. And Jimmy was like, hey, man, we we ready. It's, it's just another game. We ain't scared of none of that. It's, it's whatever. That's what I want to hear, especially from, like, the face of the NBA, LeBron James. Like, I want to hear him be like, hey, you got our stuff in this mess. Let's, hey, let's control what we can control. Let's go out and win these games. Not control <laughs> what you can control. You feel me? This is stupid. Who, who, the guy, whoever came up with this is stupid. Like, come on, man. You sound, you sound 16. Yeah, bro. That's real cornball behavior. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, I expected much better um, out of, out of Braun. I did, bro. I expected much better out of Luca. I expect much better out of guys who say that they're competitors. And it's like, fam, you don't have top four, top five, top six seed privileges. You're not in that position. It is what it is. And I'm sure that I think that this is the lowest seed that LeBron has been in his his playoff career ever, if I'm not mistaken, currently. I believe that this is the lowest he's ever been or been this close to the finish line. Um, I think those no, I, Cavs teams in Cleveland. He was lower. He was lower than that. So he wasn't early. No, no. Nah. Nah, LeBron Detroit. was never lower than a uh, fifth seed. You sure? Because remember that that Cavs and uh, what's it called? That Cavs and a uh, Wizards series will always be the five six matchup, <laughs> or the five the five the four five matchup. Four five. 
Yeah, no, nah, Braun was never lower than the fifth seed. And then that third year, uh, his 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 uh, which would be his. Let me let me check. Let me double check something. NBA playoffs, two thousand five, was the first year he started. Uh, two thousand five playoffs. Four seed. His first year in the playoffs. They were four seed, right? Yeah, his first year in the playoffs. Uh, okay, next, they, yeah, oh six was his first year. Sorry. God, Bron didn't make the year. Yeah, and then his second year, he moved to the finals. Yeah, um, yeah. He had the, his first two years, he missed it. And uh, his first playoff berth, uh, he was the fourth seed. Right, and then 07, they were the second seed. Yeah. yeah. And he was at least second or first every other seed. So it's just like, good Lord, man. Like, he never been in this position before. So it's uncharted territory for him, but. Look, man, Hakeem Olajuwon and the Rockets won a championship as a six seed, so you be all right. Right. And uh, right. I thought, I thought he would be confident. This, I think it, it, it's troubling because I think he knows. <coughs> I think this is saying that there's something going on with him. Yes, he, he bro, it's his age getting sent. Yeah, because no way Braun looks at this roster and he's spooked at. At the plan, yeah, exactly. Unless he knows that, hey, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm iffy if I can go. Yeah, and saying I don't know if I'll ever be a hundred percent again in my career. Well, that's probably, a little telling. Yeah, that was that was that was a little concerning to hear. Yeah, well, I think and I'm not normally one to read any that stuff. Of, say that again. No, I was say I'm not normally one to read any stuff like that, but. I don't know, man. It's a little telling. Yeah, and he's out. He he sat out the back to back because they say he reaggravated the ankle. He didn't play the whole fourth quarter. Schroeder being out, it ain't and looking good for the Lakers right now. Out fourteen days. It is. Hey, man. I I need a healthy. Calm all that bull down. I need a healthy Bron and um AD man. I want a good. I want a good playoffs. Like, and this I'm is kind of telling for AD don't worry for me, about right? It. It's going to come during playoff time. This right. is kind of telling for AD for me because why are we not able to lean on you to take us to the promised land? And he's, <clears throat> he's been having – and he had he didn't miss a whole lot of time, so I can understand he's taking some time to get that rhythm back, especially when he plays inside out. So it's like – but still, like, you looking real bad. Yeah. So, hey man, I don't know though. I'd be scared yeah. if I was a Laker fan. Yeah, man. Well, uh, last story before we kind of just talk about a couple games and get out of here real quick. Um, shoot, man, the Knicks are uh, thirteen and two ever since um, for their last fifteen games, and they are on a nine-game win streak. The way they were. Uh, well, they were until the. They and were. now they're on a. Then they already started a new one. Um, yeah. Let's see. Knicks tape. The Knicks and the Wizards are scary. And, oh, that's what I wanted to talk. And they won three straight now. Jeff, you you don't have to because I know what you're going to say. But y'all owe us <laughs> an apology. Y'all owe us an apology. The Wizards are playing. Who's well, y'all? Fun. Y'all owe Russ an apology. Who is whoever y'all? Sland- whoever slandered him. As, as loud as the you know, I don't was. slander Russ. You I, know, I know that's a I fact. He, I'm, Jeff, know I'm talking to him. 
Y'all then owe Russ an apology. Dale, I mean, hey, Never slander the goat. Dale, Dale, the goat. Jesus Christ, Narv, relax. <laughs> well, I mean, people Y'all, just throw no, no, goat no, no, around no, no, when because, they feel because, like it, so because, I feel like I could. Because, 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 let's keep it a buck. If y'all gonna throw around all that slander, when, when, and, and say this, that, and the third, you know, I could throw Wizards around team. some goat talk. Did he, I not he, just he, say the Wizards been playing well? No, 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 no. But no, no, why no, Russell Westbrook? Why have the Wizards been playing? What's the difference? Did you see? Did you see the stat I dropped in right now? What's the, the difference? What he did today? What is yeah, the difference? Mm-hmm. Alert. And, and watch Jeff say that that triple double had no impact on the game whatsoever. No, I mean I didn't watch the game. Yo, man, he gonna watch the game. Right, yeah, come on, he had twenty and twenty, I think. I, I, I ain't saying. Nah, was a, hold on, I'll tell you right now. Check me out, though. Come on, 20, 20 something rebounds as a point in the game. Twenty four. Yeah. I've seen Russ look like one of the best to ever do it. I've seen it in this season. I've is one of those seasons, but continue. Russ. My issue with Russ is. One night he can look like that. The next night he looked like he should be in a YMCA. Okay, we'll talk about this season because he has clearly been the difference maker between why yep. they are a lottery team and a playoff team. Yes, he he has been a difference maker. Of course he has. He should be. He plays forty minutes a night, nigga. He's oh my god, yo, yo, I hate backhand confidence. I swear to goodness, I hate backhand. <laughs> I hate. He him. should be a difference maker. He should be. Isn't that the energy you always have for Ben, Giannis, anytime I stick up for them boys? That, that shouldn't. So shouldn't Russ be a difference maker? The ball, he has the highest usage rate in the league. Shouldn't he have? Shouldn't he make a difference? But according to you, his usage rate is empty. Oh, yeah, nigga, it has. From what I've seen in his past, there's been a lot of times where Russ has been useless. It's just been a whole lot of shots, a whole lot of misses. You're doing a lot of answering, but a whole lot of bad but you're doing a lot of answering for every question I listen, ask. Listen, I put in the notes. I I put it down myself. The the Wizards collectively have been playing well. I'm giving them their due. So they have not been just play- say they got one player that's made a difference, huh? This nigga just will not say it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's just one guy that's doing it, right? One guy's Sam, It is one style. guy difference from this year to last year on the roster. They lo- they were on a massive losing streak in the first half of the season. Yeah, for, where are they now? So can we with the where same are Where are they now? And now they're they're, they're still in the ten seed. Relax. They're, they're that, that puts you in the play in, which meet which which gives you a chance they're to get in the play. Playing as of now, fam. They were the worst team in the league last year. I don't believe so. I don't think so. They they weren't the worst team in the league. Okay, bottom. Three. Wasn't they in the, like two games out? Weren't they playing last year? No, they were not. No. Nah. Are you sure? I'm positive. But yeah, bro, they've been playing. The only highlight was Bradley Beal was uh, collectively. They started bad. The same roster that I'm giving credit started bad. Mm-hmm. No, no, Sam, I am not talking so about Christmas during well. Easter. We are not talking about Christmas during Easter. We talking about today. Let's talk about today. Here's my thing. You're you're saying last year and all that stuff, but they were also playing bad this year. So with, with the guy that you say that's changing everything around. Yeah, I, I, give, I, give, I give players time to adjust. Okay, I give players time so, to adjust. And now they adjusted, and now they're in. Now they're in playoff position. And now they're looking good. They look good, bro. What what okay. what, what are you asking me? I said they I, look, w- I want you to say that Russell Westbrook is the reason why they're looking good. Get the hell out of here. 
know, he can't do it. He can't the do Wizards it. He can't do it. Good, bro. The Wizards <laughs> as a whole are good. This it's, nigga would say Scott Brooks is Phil Jackson before he gives Russell any kind of compliment. I said the Wizards <laughs> as a whole. Is Russ uh, not the Wizards? All right, man. Well, can, can we move on? I, I'm ready to move on when you are, bro. I, I just want to see you struggle to say it. That's all the satisfaction I need. That nigga celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. He got killed, bro. He I knew he couldn't receive. <laughs> nah, this is oh, good. man. They look good. Oh, They've been man, playing really funny. well, man. They've been playing really well. We'll see if it if it continues. That's funny as hell. All right. Um, and uh, Tatum goes for a sixty piece, um, sixty piece McNugget, no sauce, no fries, just a drink. Sixty piece, <laughs> just a drink. Hey just man, drink. I was watching. I was watching the the highlight. It was like a twenty minute highlight of that game. Mm-hmm. Hey man, that that boy, it was looking like a, a pool. The rim, the rim got big early too. He started making some side steps from the three, and I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be one of those nights for him." I can see why he's getting his sixty. And hey man, that boy's dynamic, bro. He he, it, it's amazing watching him um watching him score, man. It's a scary thing, bro. Nah, that he is. Just, he is. Yes, but the battle wow. of the weekend was uh, what's it call it, man? Durant versus Giannis. yes, sir. Wow, yes, sir. Wow, boy, Giannis. Hey, man, if Giannis can put it together, God, oh Lord Jesus, if he can put it together, that's why I was texting like, bro, he's only twenty six, like, and bro, and I, forget, I, I literally forget that all the time. I literally be thinking this man's like twenty eight, twenty nine, but I'm not. Nah. He came in at like seventeen, eighteen, like. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, yeah, man. hey, yeah, man. That was, what? What about? I mean, what was it? Forty nine to forty five or something like that. Uh, KD had forty two, and Giannis had forty nine. Right? Dro- no, yeah, Giannis dropped fifty. KD had a look uh, at the end of the shot at the end of the game clock for the game time three. And salute to Kyrie. He's not the first person. Um, obviously, Hakeem Olajuwon and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar have done it, but. Playing during Ramadan, man. Even going out there, still giving twenty. Um, yeah, man. Salute to salute to Kyrie. He's obviously fasting yeah, during Ramadan. Ennis uh, uh, Cancer shared his story last year about doing it. Um, yeah, but that was tough. Yeah, definitely. Big salute. Yeah, man. For sure. But I think actually that's going to help players like uh, Kyrie because you know Ramadan used to be during the finals. So mm-hmm. with us not even in the playoffs yet, that's good for them. Yeah, get it out of the way now. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure, man, salute to them. Um, but, yeah, man, what a battle, dog. And I'm going to be honest, man, the, 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 Bucks want, the Bucks want smoke. Everybody talking all that Nets and talking all that Sixers. And the Bucks said, you know, they, they've been quietly coming through the back door. Like, you know, listen, man, we still here. Um, they have the second easiest schedule to get the number one seed. Obviously, Philly has the first. And I like Philly scheduling because they pretty much schedule themselves to lock up the first seed, but the Nets have the highest ceiling to climb with uh, just eight games left, I believe, in their, in their uh, season. Um, they have the second hardest schedule in the league going into it uh, just by BPI standards and, of course, by the uh, playoff standards. So, um, you know, if you're the Nets, do you want to fight for first place or do you, are you content with going to second? Because I think that uh, even um, – <coughs> 
I think that even um even as as the Bucks are constructed right now, they're hitting their stride at the right time. And, and I don't know, regardless, they're going to be a tough out. Um, so what what do y'all feel about this? Uh, about just just the playoff scenarios in general. I just need people healthy, man. Um, that that's all, man. I'm just hoping for a healthy playoffs because I hate not seeing a, a series at its full potential. Yeah. So um, I really could care regardless on how they match up. I just need healthy stars so I can you know see some all out battles. Yep. You feel me? Uh, we're already not going to get uh, playoff Murray, and we've seen what he did last year. So, like, we really wanted to see, like, was it the bubble or this? Is, can Murray actually do this in the playoff consistently? So, um, we're not going to get to see that. So, uh, hopefully, um, Donovan gets back in time um, and he's healthy. Because I just want to see these stars go at it, man. Healthy. I don't care how the matchups end out. I just need it. I just want to see it, bro. I'm, I'm uh, with you, bro. Nard, Mike, yeah. No, I mean, like Jeff pretty much just said it all, bro. I just want to see a healthy, healthy squads, good basketball. Facts. No, most definitely. Um, you know, so I mean, as we're as we're wrapping up, we definitely could take a uh, a deeper dive going into. Heading into the last week of the regular season next week. Um, yeah, I believe that's week of the regular season next week. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, just in general, we'll see what the, what the playoffs are looking like. Hopefully, at least we'll have the uh, play-in game solidified by then. But we'll see, man. Um, still a lot of teams out there fighting to get in that, yeah. in that Eastern spot and the Western spot. Um, Toronto's fighting. Yeah. Pelicans. Chicago's yeah. fighting. Uh, yeah. Wizards are fighting. Uh, Memphis is fighting, so yeah, we do definitely got some interesting things. And I mean, just as fans, at least we get to see a little play-in tournament before the actual playoffs. I take as much basketball as possible. Right, the play-in is oh. one and done, right? I think they're two out of three. I think so too. I think they're two out of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a play-in tournament. So, typically, it uh, it's two out of three, but we'll see. Either way, it's crazy. I think the NBA playoffs used to be uh, that at one point, like best of three, best of two, best of five at one point. Yeah. Right, that's crazy. Right. Hey, man. Well, y'all boys, looks like uh, we wrapped up another episode, unless y'all have anything. Dell still on? No, Dell wasn't there. Dell was never here. <laughs> I thought he had jumped in. Uh-uh. No. Mm-mm. Well, Again, appreciate uh you know appreciate Higgins coming through, and uh, sure. definitely blessing us with that with that uh cameo and you know he definitely hung out and we got to get some insight on what it is to actually be a representative of a player and an agent things of that nature and you know it was cool to see that other side. So yeah, yeah man, mm-hmm. yeah most definitely. Well, big shout out to before we really do leave up out of here though. Happy birthday to the boy Nardo. Happy birthday yeah, to my yeah. boy Nardo. Yes, sir. To one of our founding members, the OG, yes, the Viking. Big Nardo, the <laughs> Viking. Happy G-Day, Nard. Happy G-Day, Brody. You know what I'm saying? 28, boy. You count down to 30. <laughs> count down right. to 30. Uh, for sure. And then, uh, shoot, by the time we get back, another birthday will pass. 
Happy birthday to the big homie Mike. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Big Mike, yes, aka <laughs> you. You know the vibes. Yes, sir. You know yeah, the address know. too, homeboy. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. We out. Peace. Peace.